Hello, and welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, where we explore the ups and downs of the creative process and how to keep it moving. I'm your host, Nancy Norbeck. I am a writer, singer, improv comedy newbie, science fiction geek, and creativity coach who loves helping right-brained folks get unstuck. I am so excited to be coming to you with interviews and coaching calls to show you the depth and breadth both of creative pursuits and creative people, to give you some insight into their experiences, and to inspire you. What comes to mind when you hear the words mischief factory? If you imagine a lot of creative energy and fun, you've imagined David Spencer, the artist and illustrator behind Mischief Factory, whose goal is to create fun and adventure through art. Dave recently illustrated a new children's book, The Epic Adventures of Huggy and Stick, and draws his own clever characters as well as fandom-based art. As you're about to hear, he embodies the ideas of mischief and fun. You'd have to work pretty hard to have a bad time while talking to him. There's a lot of energy and a lot of wisdom in what Dave has to say, especially about imposter syndrome, keeping your creative energy alive, and how to react to others' work, especially kids. And you'll hear his kids in the background from time to time. Hang on to your hat and enjoy. Dave Spencer, thank you so much for no problem. Me. I have to tell you that my nephews absolutely love Huggy and Stick. <laughs> yes, no problem. That's it. awesome. <laughs> uh, it's it's so much fun. Like that's like literally my favorite part about this whole thing. It's just like uh, I actually just the other week I had somebody give me or not give me. I saw it on like uh, social media. It was like my son recreated Huggy and Stick, but with his own characters, and they were like, he. I think he had traced them because they were so well done. Like, oh wow. Based- or he's just like the best, like one for one illustrator, at like <laughs> five or whatever. I, I can tell how old he was, but um, but yeah, it was it was so cool. It was, it was just so flattering to kind of like like see that happen. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And, I, and Drew, I showed it to Drew and uh, Drew DeWalt, and he was just like, I I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's like this is the coolest thing ever. We should send him something, but I haven't been able to get a hold of his mom. Like I I messaged her on um, it was on Instagram, so I messaged her, <laughs> and then she, like. She probably doesn't check her messages or whatever. Right. Like I never, I can sometimes never even find it in Instagram. I'm like, where are the things? I know. I feel like a 95 year old man. Like, where is the the message app in this thing? I'm so glad so, it's not just me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I always, I always find myself like kind of smart and all that stuff. Like I'm capable of doing the like um, fixing my computer and stuff like that. But every once in a while, like a new mm-hmm. app or something to come around, and I'm just like where are the things? And you find like a, a child who's nine. I'm like, could you help me? I know. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. You just push this and this and this. Yes, <laughs> Smile face emoji. <laughs> that's how you know you're not as young as you think you are. I know. And then your back goes out and your dad's like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lay on this ground and die here. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about how you ended up illustrating this book. Because I okay. know a lot of people think that, you know, the author has a lot of control over that. And I know that's not true. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, basically, like, I, I started out just, um, I created my, my own little book about my son. It was called Charlie Goes to Bed. And so, as a jump off point, I basically start trying to get that published. And I, I went out to, like, all these different places. Like, a, really, really. I was very naive in the beginning, but I'm really glad that's kind of where it starts. You start with like nothing. So you kind of go like, like, I'm just going to shoot this off to every single person, you know? And um, so I, I sent it off to probably like a hundred different um, 
like agents just because you have to you have to send it to an agent instead of a publisher because if you send it to a publisher they'll basically just be like pasha get out of here you have to like kind of solicit your material yeah. like it has to be through a person because they kind of filter it down that way um because agents will be like no yes no yes and then they'll take the they'll take what they consider the best of the best and then filter those up so uh so basically i was just trying to find an agent and that was where it all started was just tr- trying to get past that point and that part is very hard which uh i know a lot of writers will tell you mm-hmm. just getting just getting the inquiry part is just it's so difficult and it's so like putting yourself out there and everything um but you know i felt what i had was like a strong set of uh skills of just like hey i have the book done i have the book written i have everything ready i even have a website for it i was like ready to go and i just it was just like no 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 and i was like oh man and um you know you just kind of I was just crossing names off my list. Like, okay, okay. And when you start searching for these people, you don't know what to do either. Like everything is just <laughs> like, a, I don't know how to do this. Like every single step of the way. And I've even had people like ask me like, Hey, how did you even like find an agent? And I was just like, Hey man, it's just like a road paved with nose, but yep. you'll get a yes. Like at some point, you know, like it's just, you just kind of have to believe that it's going to happen and just like, don't overthink it. You know, don't think that they're opening your, email and being like, well, this is the worst thing I've ever read. This person is a garbage person. You know, that's not happening. It's literally just like, this isn't on trend right now. Like this isn't like a thing they want or, you know, or any kind of multitude of things that could come, come across their desk or, you know, thought, thought process. So um, I just happened to catch, you know, the guy that wanted my stuff like on a good day or whatever, or just, he saw the potential in what I, what I had to sell, which was, Hey, I like this guy's art. I really dig it. So, um, he was just like, I don't want to market your book. He's like, I like your book. I just don't think your book, there's a hundred books like your book. Um, cause it was called Charlie goes to bed. And he was like, there's a lot of stories about, you know, kids going to bed. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I really like your artwork. It's so good. It's so cool. And I, I think it's, it has like a unique voice. So can I just take your artwork and I'll, I'll see what I can do with that. Um, as far as like writing for other authors with it, would you be interested in that? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I was like, I don't I'm not stake down in this writing thing. I just like, I wrote a book and I, you know, I drew, drew mm-hmm. a book. So he was like, okay, I'm really interested in, in doing that. So we, you know, I kind of was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll see you in a couple of days with a job. And like three years went by, I think. <laughs> so I was, I was like, I check him You know, you, you start with that, like, like, all right, today's the day I'm going to get an email. Nope. Nope. No, you know, so it took a little time to kind of get there. But um, then one day out of the blue, uh, actually, this is a funny story. Right. I'm hanging out. I think we were packing for camping or something like that. I can't remember. But, but uh, I get an email from my, from my agent and he's like, Hey, you know, like uh, here's a script this guy named Drew DeWalt and uh, me being me at the time, I was just kind of like, I don't know who that is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just like, yeah, that sounds good. Like this seems like a cool story. This seems pretty funny. And um, so I sent it, I sent it back like, yeah, that sounds cool. I was like, this is really neat. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's like, I'll figure out the contract and everything. So I got off the phone. I'm like, this is so cool. Like, all right, I'm going to have a book going. And I, I go to my wife. I was like, hey, I got, you know, I got this book deal. Uh, you know, it just came in. She's like, oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I need you to pack the kids' clothes and I need you to go to the fridge. And I'm like, oh, it's like, okay. Hey, what's up, life? How you doing? Yeah, I have like 30 seconds to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it swings right back to you. You're like, okay, okay. You know, you just got to go back, right back into that mode. But um, so how that basically all panned out was I um, see, I, 
I don't know specifically. I was in the room. I wasn't in the kind of like way, way it happens is you kind of your your agent or whoever you know whoever sends all these like samples of your work out to these people, and then when you get the like they basically receive them and they have like this huge swath of like all these illustrators and they essentially go like I like that guy you know and the cool thing that happened with me I guess for ego reasons um, <laughs> was that he he picked uh, his agent. Drew DeWalt's agent picked me and then he was just like, I really like this guy's work. Hey, let's put an offer in. And then, uh, you know, he got me going through the whole thing. And on the other end, I'm just thinking like Drew and him got together. They liked my art. They want to do the work with me. I was like, awesome, cool. And then my agent's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to really sell you. And I was like, I thought it was already done deal. And then I found out that he didn't even show it to Drew yet. Uh, he was just kind of like, I like this guy. I'm going to tell Drew about him. And then he showed Drew like a bunch of different artists. And he was like, I like that guy, which happened to be me again. And he's like, oh, I like this guy. He's like, good. Cause we already gave him an offer. <laughs> so it kind of like double worked out that they both chose me. Cause I would, <laughs> you know, um, so you just, you never know what, like, I guess that's just like a, a good trick to know that like don't ever just fully go like i'm doing this thing no matter what like if stuff gets canceled or you know what if drew drew could have picked somebody else but it just happened to kind of like all the cards kind of fell in my favor so i kind of got you know rained down with a little luck uh in that situation because you know it could have been the guy right next to him that he was mm-hmm. like oh i think hugging stick and that would have given you a whole different book a whole different look which i think is kind of a a cool fun little thing about art is that like if you would have chose like you know <laughs> I don't know, Greg Baker or somebody, you know, that's not a person, but you know, uh, just somebody <laughs> random that, they, that book would look totally different. Those characters would look different. Uh, just like all those little things. That's like the coolest thing about, I guess, children's art um, specifically is that because um, there's the art styles are so different. Like you get comic books and a lot of comic books look about the same, you know, like Batman's going to look like Batman, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But uh, you know, children's books are so wildly different you know some were like very kind of expressionist or whatever and you know right. so these characters could look completely completely different um which they definitely would um maybe not stick sticks like kind of sticky <laughs> but uh yeah I, I don't know i think that's part's really cool but yeah so I, I basically got into this whole uh thing with him uh just out of finding a cool little path to his doorstep. And I just got so lucky to have Drew DeWall, the guy who like created day the, the day the crayons quit and just uh, all these really cool books after that. And then he even did like a star Wars book and stuff like that. So you just get to kind of be part of this whole pantheon of just uh and it, it's been cool because it kind of opens these doors that I never expected like up uh, even just locally people go like, Oh, Hey, like my son loves rock, paper or yeah, rock, paper, scissors or, you know, uh, the day the crayons, like we love Drew, like he worked with you. So like kind of, it, it just gives you that like key to be like, yeah, I did a book with this guy. And they're like, Oh, cool. Do you want to like do this thing we have going on like over here? And you know, it adds like not only extra income, but like extra exposure, extra whatever. So I kind of been, it's like this slow burn of like getting up there where I can finally, you know, start living my dream a little bigger, uh, right. which is where you want to be, you know, I, like I, I currently still have like a day job and I do that nine to five, everything like that. Um, but I'm able to kind of just have this opportunity that I kind of see building on the horizon that I'm like, all right, you know, soon it's going to be this. And, you know, I'm going to kind of lock it all down. Um, and I really feel that coming sooner than later, uh, which is just like unbelievable and cool. And uh, even if it's not just children's illustration, just trying to find all these little like nuggets of like, Oh, I could do this. Or, you know, I do commissions a lot. And, uh, you know, those have been enough to kind of be a side hobby, but slowly I'm seeing like, I don't even have to promote these things anymore. They just kind of come to me. Like I haven't 
posted a single commission, but I constantly get like, Hey, can I get commission? You know, and those come without any advertising, <laughs> which is like really cool. Um, Cause you know, at the, I remember the beginning, it was such a hustle to be like, Hey, I got this thing. Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you guys want one? Hey. And then now it's just kind of like, I hope no one calls me because <laughs> I'm really busy. I got like 12 of these things and uh, you know, I don't have a lot of time. Um, which wouldn't be the case if I had, you know, if you did it full time, it's just, you know, right. when you do it at night after the kids go to bed, you only have a finite amount of time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I, I just, I see this really big opportunity and I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> well, and I have so, to yeah. say that anybody who hasn't seen your commission stuff really needs to visit your website, which will be linked in the show notes because no. <laughs> every, everything you have up there is awesome. And of course, being the Doctor Who fangirl that I am, I was really psyched <laughs> to see that he makes an appearance too. But yeah, no, they're, they're really fabulous. So check them out. Oh, thanks. But I yeah, want to go back to something that you didn't really say, but sort of skirted around well that's not the right word either but first of all when you're looking for that agent about not giving up because I've heard so many stories like that from you know you to Stephen King who I think wallpapered his office with all of his rejection notes yeah but also you know when you said it wasn't that your work was bad it just wasn't what that agent was looking for interested in needed whatever i think it's so easy for people to think that rejection means your stuff isn't good when it really may just mean that person's not your audience yes uh so um so basically basically like if you just you Think about like anything that you like uh, if you're like trying to find a show. Okay. So if you, if you like, a, like you go on Netflix and you're just like looking at a show and you're like, you're just scanning around and you're like, I know this is a good movie, but I don't want to watch it right now. You know, like it doesn't mean that's a bad movie. It just means you're not in the mood for it. And so think about your mood being the metaphor for like the, the entire trend of the, 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 you know, the genre. So, you know, they're going, I do YA novels. And right now people don't want to see Harry Potter type YA novels because they're over magic right now or something, you know, which mm-hmm. is, which would not be happening, but you know, and so that, uh, but that would be a, an example of, you know, people just being like, I'm not, we're not doing those right now, but you know, thanks for submitting this. And you just have to remember that everybody isn't where you're at. You know, when, when people look at your, and plus like sometimes when people look at your book, they're not, they're not seeing the world that you're seeing. Like you're, you're seeing like everything panned out. You're seeing the characters, you're seeing the person, uh, uh, same thing, <laughs> but you're seeing that like full <laughs> world that you've built, like a, like a steampunk dragon world with the, you know, with, uh, you know, co- the colors and everything like that. And when you see all that, you don't, um, you have to remember, you have to project that all in your inquiry and uh, your query and just kind of shift show that as much as possible, but then also don't over explain it. Um, you know, the, the elevator pitch is a very important thing. When you think about it, you have to be able to do this concisely. Uh, if, if you long winded, it's just going to be difficult. Um, but it really, it really, everything depends on the temperature of the times. And then, you know, maybe you get right place, right time, right person. Yes. Or maybe you don't, you know, maybe their day, their day could be going bad, which it sucks that things that you, that your dreams are kind of hinged on someone's like, if, if, or if not, they've had their morning coffee, but that's just yeah. kind of how this business is, you know, which is difficult. Um, it, it's very difficult. But uh, it, I remember when I was getting into it, I remember 
people being like, oh, that's a very saturated market. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, that's what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. you, you just have to remember that even though there are a thousand other people out, out there like you and there's a thousand other people querying and there's thousands of other people, if you go to any kind of like uh, question site, it's just going to be littered with people asking the same questions that you're asking. But um, that's okay because you're going to catch someone who's like really like going to find, going to find what, what's special about your story. And, uh, like I said, just keep it concise. Try to keep, try to keep it as, uh, like just tight as possible, really explain your characters and everything like that. So it'll really kind of help out, um, doing all that. But, um, never, like I said, a hundred, like a hundred no's get you a yes. <laughs> and you just kind of remember that. I remember Tom McFarlane, uh, who's like somebody height growing up was like my role model and everything he did he made spawn but he also did spider-man and stuff like that um back in the day he used to draw for them then they started image comics but before that he worked in the mailroom of marvel because he's like i just want to be in the building i don't care what mm-hmm. i'm doing I just want to be in the building and um so he did so he basically like uh which was, was just like sending in his like packets he did one every week of like character designs character stories and then uh <laughs> he uh he basically would put those in and he would get rejections every single week, but he would get rejections from people who were like high up that he was just like, I can't believe I just got a rejection letter from this guy. Like yeah. he was like the top guy. So he would literally cut out their signature, the reject of the rejection letter <laughs> and put him in his, he put him in his book. Cause he's like, Oh my God, I got this guy's autograph. You know, but like, <laughs> it was like a roundabout way. So he literally had an autograph book built off of failure notes, which I think is just like so cool. So that's, I mean, just, um, I talk about reframing a lot with like my friends and stuff, just like, uh, or just with people. It's like, don't think of it as a failure. Just think of it as like the next step on you understanding what you're doing. Uh, you know, cause every, like even every illustration I do is like, uh, I've never drawn, I don't know, like a cat before. And it's like, um, it's like, okay, like what does cat look like to me? It's like, you kind of have to, um, like build everything as a challenge. So you just kind of reframe everything. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's just just remember that those failures aren't bad. They're definitely just something that you can you can keep going with. Yeah, you can certainly learn from them too, but just don't give up. So, how did you get into illustration in the first place? Okay, <laughs> uh, so when when I was a little kid, uh, I used to travel all the time, and uh, my mom basically like stuck. And not, not only travel, my mom did this thing, uh, you know, where she just would drive around all the time for no reason. Like we just like, I felt like we were in this perpetual state of running errands, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure a lot of kids can kind of relate to, but like in a way that's like, was kind of psychotic where I was just like, why are we still in the car? <laughs> she would just like drive like randomly. And, um, where I had like a clipboard and I can get into all that, but that'd be a whole different podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, we, I would just always have a piece of paper and a pencil on me and constantly. I mean, I drew, I, I remember uh, my teacher being like, could you just like get a different piece of paper that your isn't your homework and draw on that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so, and I remember I, I wanted to be student body president or treasurer only because I wanted to draw the poster, you know, like it's just kind of one of those things where you just, you know, like I didn't care about the, I was like, I don't want to be the treasurer. I'm terrible at money, but <laughs> I would love to do this cool poster. Um, so it's just, I always, I always was like the guy, uh, who was like drawing like pictures and everything like that. Um, just anywhere I could, everywhere I could, I would, you know, come I have, I have literally like a stack of comic books that I made, uh, that are all terrible. But when I was like, you know, nine, I just had like 
20 comics. I made my, made my own little industry of like, <laughs> uh, it was my, my own labels called like Anarchy Inc. You know, cause it was super cool. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was like, uh, the, the, it started with like these three kids who like fought monsters and stuff like that. So there'd be like these three little kids and they, they found like an alien ship and then they started like battling monsters and stuff with the weapons that they cool. found in the ship. That was so like I, like the characters related to me that, that I loved monsters. I loved drawing monsters. That but looking back, they all, all my monsters looked exactly the same. But like, <laughs> fight big hulking dude with spikes on his back, and then um, so yeah, I, I I just I I drew like that, and I think like how everybody's journey goes is you, um, I, well at least my personal journey is like you uh, like I drew a lot, and then I as I grew up, I kind of it dropped off. I maybe did like a drawing like, like a year or whatever. I would be like, oh, you know, I'm draw-. it'd be it was very hobbyist. Like I I never felt dedicated to it um, after you know after the you know being a kid, kind of being stuck in the car. Like mm-hmm. after that kind of like all all went away and stuff like that. I I just kind of like you know you you meet people or friends like that. And you just you don't really kind of do it as much, but um, I I. Uh, I basically like, um, what did I do? I, <laughs> I, I just slowly, like, I would come back to it every once in a while and I'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, I th- I, and I, for some reason I got better. Like it was one of those things where I would just like be like, Oh, I, I was like, how am I better from like at drawing? And I was like a year ago, even though I haven't drawn. And it was just, I don't know. It's just, I think it was like my brain kind of like put everything into context and like, I kind of noticed it, but then like I went, I went to art school for graphic design. Mm-hmm. So, cause I was just like, I need to go to school for something. What am I good at? I have no idea. Like you, <laughs> I think everybody probably asked that question. I yeah. luckily had this nugget of creativity that I was just like, maybe art school's where it's at, you know, like, and it was just, I, I just kind of whimmed it. I was like, sure. I was like, but I, there's not like jobs in illustration. Like I didn't have any kind of like concept of actually being a children's book illustrator or uh like at all that that wasn't even on the table because when you're like a 19 year old without kids and stuff like that i never i didn't think about it and i was like what am i gonna do with this uh i, I guess i'm an illustrator but like i'm i, I wasn't that good yet like I, I wasn't even like close to where i am right now it was it was hard to think about like how like this could turn to that because I, I wasn't even coloring my stuff i was just kind of inking it and being like oh this is kind of cool um and then uh i, I went to art school for for graphic design and you know i just kind of went in that and i was like i guess it's good and i got pretty good at it you know i i had to learn this like new concept like uh fresh in there but i i found myself kind of with the illustrator headset uh mindset it just being like okay i was like i, I think it's this and I, I would always kind of use that skill as uh as an illustrator in my graphic design a lot which ended up helping and i honestly don't know how people who aren't illustrators can do graphic design because it's just the way my, my brain works that I'm just like, Oh, it's this, this, you know, but um, like, I'll just need an illustration every once in a while. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this. And then, uh, you know, a lot of, which I just couldn't even cons- put a, like figure out. I, I couldn't understand how people like didn't draw that full idea. Out. And they're like, well, I can't draw. And I'm like, you can't draw, but you're a graphic designer. Like, yeah, we all can't draw. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. It's just like, you know, cause they work with type and stuff like that. It isn't necessary. It's just like where my brain is. And uh, so I went into there and then like, you know, you get, when you get surrounded by creative people, you kind of tend to be more creative and you're like, yeah, like, you know? And uh, so I started gathering all these people up, you know, like, and just like looking at their work and being inspired by it. And, uh, and then, you know, they would start sharing, you know, their favorite people with you. And then you'd be like, Oh, you know, that is cool. And I just, I started like getting little pops of like liking this again. And then, you know, but I was still in the graphic design thing. So I I really kind of hit that hard and, you know, I got out of college and then I kind of realized that like, it wasn't really 
exciting. You know, you, when you go to school, you get these really kind of like big concepts. It's like, Oh, rebrand Ford. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. You know, whatever. But <laughs> when you, get, when, you know, when you get into the business, you're not rebranded Ford. you're going like, Hey, there's this brochure for an old lady's home. And would you like to do that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> you really, or just like in the, uh, I'm glad I'm getting paid for this kind of jam, which is, which is, uh, which I was literally grateful to get like, literally anything um and then you know like i i basically built up this slow thing where i was uh i one day i i did this children's book for charlie and uh and then people were like oh hey could you draw like something for me you know because i started doing these things called thursday night draw night my my wife would go and she would basically watch scandal and uh with her friend and i'd be like okay cool and uh so i was like i'm gonna make this my night where i just i have the whole house to myself the kids are in bed whatever and i before that i just been like you know patty's like uh, my wife she'd be like i'm going to bed and i'm like i'll go to bed with you you know we, we go to bed together and then uh i just started being like uh this is my night to kind of just start being creative again you know like really start doing it and then um i just drew like a picture that night. I posted on Facebook and then somebody would be like, Oh, Hey, I like this. I'm like, cool. The next Thursday I would draw a picture and I would post it. You know, it, it would just kind of be the, became this Thursday night draw night thing. And, uh, it, it was really fun. And, you know, people were like, Oh, I really look forward to Thursdays. You know, I get some of those. And then somebody was like, Hey, could you draw a picture of my family? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, that sounds cool. I never done that before. And I, I did one and then that became another one and another one and another one, another one. <laughs> and then before I knew it, I did like 300, you know, different pieces for people. Wow. And then, uh, yeah. So, and I try to like integrate some stuff that, I, you know, I would do the family portraits and I also do like, you know, one for you, one for me for a while. And then I got too busy and I'd be like, I guess just one for me, one for me every once in a while. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I basically just kind of, it was a slow burn to get to where I am. And I think I started all, I started really, really doing this about five years ago. Um, you know, I, I drew so casually before this and I wouldn't even say that I was like an illustrator at any point until about five years ago. I, I just kind of, I was capable of drawing with no ambition to do it correctly or do it in a like start to finish way. And now I, I literally, I, if I don't finish that drawing, but that illustration and the time that it, from start to finish within like a week, it's just not going to happen. I just, I have to kind of finish it when I'm thinking about it and I knock it out. And then, um, cause I get kind of bored or, uh, just, I, I, I get ambitious and I have to kind of, I'm sure a lot of artists can probably, um, can relate to this when you, when you do some work and you're kind of, you have to kind of do it while it's exciting. Cause if you don't do that, you'll find another thing and you'll be like, Oh, this, <laughs> and then you'll be like, you'll get excited about the new thing. So you yeah. kind of have to finish the thing you're doing in the time. And I try to focus on that, that idea. If I don't finish now, I'm not going to finish it later. So let's just knock this out. And, uh, you know, not that it's not cool what you're doing. It's just, you just have like a, Ooh, and this, Ooh, and this, Ooh, and this, like, mindset. So you have to kind of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I try to stay focused on that. And then, um, I also always, I always try to keep a, like, um, an idea in my pocket of something I can think about to get it like when I'm like alone or in the car or something like that. I always have a story that I'm building in the background uh, that I can always relate to. You just kind of turn some like mindless music on and just kind of like cruise. Cause I have a 45 minute drive to work and uh, which seems grueling, but it's very nice. It's like, it's a straightaway. There's no car. There's not a lot of cars. I just kind of like, I can kind of zone out and I, I can, I can start creating characters and um, designs like in my head and be like, Oh, this can be this, this would be really cool. Oh, that'd be really cool too. Um, and then I'll kind of write these uh, things down on my phone, you know, uh, just cause mm -hmm. 
I get not while I'm driving, but um, right. <laughs> yeah, in the car, like you're, you can be in the line, line at target and write right. a paragraph, you know? Um, cause there's nothing going on. You just kind of have to like be in your own little space, just type something out. Even if it's just like a notes thing. Cause that's what I do. I just kind of like create a little like, Oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. Remember this for later. Uh, remember this for later. And it, it can get a little confusing, but it's just like, it's, it's good to kind of get it out there like in some way. Cause if you think you're going to remember it, chances are you're not going to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least that's how it works for me. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got that. And then I'm like, what does this note even mean? <laughs> so it's like when yeah, I, I love it when that I happens people in like, my phone, like, that was probably a really cool idea, but I didn't write it yeah. down well enough. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand what avocado party means. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> I mean, you've got a 45-minute commute each way. You have mm-hmm. little kids. Mm-hmm. You have a day job. Yes. And you work after they go to bed. Yeah. How do you do all this and still function? <laughs> so I okay. So I remember actually this happened the other day. I posted a video of a, a time lapse of my art from start to finish, and I posted it up. And my and this girl was just like, "Oh my god, I thought your video was so cool." And then she's like, "And then I looked at the timestamp. That was two in the morning." <laughs> she's like, yeah. "I was like, oh yeah, that was like an early night for me." And she's oh. just like. Yeah, I have, um, I, I actually was just talking to my sister about this. We both have the same thing where we can just like survive on very little sleep. But also like, I think that when you really kind of like want to do a thing, you can kind of set, because I always think about it. And I know this lady who owns a chocolate shop and uh, it's this really cool chocolate shop. It's called Fears Confections in Lakewood, Ohio. <laughs> um, she's, uh, if you happen to live there, um, it's, uh, but she, she talks about how she's like, I'd rather sacrifice the night, the morning after for things I want to do tonight. Uh, you know, it's just this idea of just, you want to do this thing and sure you're going to be tired the next day, but at the end of the day, you're, you've created something this night before and there's nothing important going on in the morning that you can just like kind of slog through. Um, I find that coffee is a big help. <laughs> you just kind of like <laughs> drink like piles of coffee and you know, just like, and uh, you know, I, I just kind of know my body enough to kind of know when, when I can lull and things like that. And I, I rarely do this but you know, sometimes I have like a nap day where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go to bed early. Um, I don't know. It's probably not healthy, but um, it's just like I have this like drive and I want to do a thing. And uh, when I when I think about when I just watch a movie or if I just go to bed, like it feels like a waste of time to me. So I kind of like I have reframed my idea of sleep to be almost an annoyance. So it's not like comforting <laughs> to me to go to bed. Um, so it's like I said, not very healthy, but like, it's, it's just like, I want to do so many things. And it's just like, it's important for me to get them out there. And if I spend like this, like, even if I just sit there and watch it, watch TV, I almost, I fall asleep almost every time when we, when my wife's like, Hey, let's just like have a TV night where we just sit here and you're not working. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm like, <laughs> like half hour through the movie. I'm just like, <sighs> you know, cause I, I just, I don't have another thing to kind of keep me going mm-hmm. and keep me, you know, I'm creating worlds. Why would I want to just sit here and watch this? Um, so I, I, I kind of have to like, uh, I have to kind of like discipline myself to like sometimes just take a break and push away from it and, you know, be a member of society. Um, but <laughs> it's, I think it's just, impo- it's, it's easy to do it when you just like want to do it, you know, if you're, if you're really feeling it. And I, I actually just came out of like a burnout spell where I was just kind of like, oh, like, I just, I know I need to work tonight, but I don't want to. And then like, I, I didn't know if it was like, um, I didn't know if I was just like kind of feeling this like five year slog of like staying up till four in the morning and just kind of being like, maybe my body's just being like, Hey man, 
how about chill out for a bit? <laughs> and yeah. I, I think I just ended up being, ended up being just like the Ohio winter was just dragging on, which apparently still is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just like, I was just like, Oh man, like I can't. And like, I would be like, I gotta do this art. And I actually, I just ended up uh, stepping away from a project that was just, I, I said yes to like really early on. Then I, once I started getting to it, I was just like, I couldn't find passion at all to do it. Mm. And I was like, and I had to tell the guy, I was, and I felt bad because, you know, he obviously was really excited and everything like that for, to work on the comic book and stuff. But I was like, this is such a dedication. And I wasn't, if I'm not feeling it now, I'm not going to feel it. And when I'm not feeling it in the, the creative space of it, like the, the beginning parts where there's no boundaries, mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel it when it's like tightened up and we kind of like figured everything out. Like, I'm just like, I'm not, again, I'm not thinking about it when I'm not thinking about it. Like, you right. know, I'm not, uh, I'm not sitting in the car like, Ooh, this would be really cool. Like, I'm just kind of like, I got to do this tonight. I hope it finishes out. And then every time you call me, I'll be like, yeah, I haven't really started it yet. You know? And, and I was just like, this is a thousand red flags that I just, I can't, I can't ignore now. It'd be worse to ignore them. It'd be worse to tell him later that I didn't want to do it than now when yeah. we haven't started, started anything really. Um, so it, it was, it was disappointing because I, I've never done that before and stuff like that, but you just have to know when to say no, you know, and mm-hmm. you have to know that like your happiness is really important and that no matter what, you know, sure it's a cool opportunity and sure you've read comic books your whole life and sure you want to do a comic book but maybe tonight maybe right now isn't the right time uh you know i have all these like commissions and things i want to do and i still want to i, I need to write a book for my daughter because i have a book for my son so i need to kind of even out the playing field um <laughs> so I, you know i just want to make sure that like everybody's kind of, I, I don't want her to be like be at f- like nine years old and be like hey dad um what up <laughs> why don't i have a book <laughs> where's my book I just got busy, <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like, oh, happy, happy Father's Day. <laughs> really, oh, uh, yeah, so I just, I want to make sure that I have the idea, I just need to find the time, usually, um, that time is just such a, it's such a killer, I always, I fantasize about a pause button in life, and just being able to, like, sit alone, and, <laughs> oh my god, I, I think a daily, on a daily occurrence, I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> it'd be so nice, um, but, you know, you what? just kind of have to, you have to you have to fit everything in where you fit it in. Like I said, that, that's the reason why I work at night and I, I work so hard, hard as hard as I can. Uh, you know, now that I've gotten out of my slump, it's been, it's been a lot better. And I've, I've, um, I've got a couple new tools in my, in my toolbox to work with that have, that have kind of like got me excited again. Um, and then, you know, going back to the beginning of our conversation, just kids saying that they, love my work and they when they get excited about it or that it's you know um i just did a presentation it was so cool i just did a presentation in front of all these like first and second graders and i would show something on the teleprompter and they would explode they would just be like like one kid was like how is this even possible (laughs) like it's just like it's like that's but I mean, it was like a drawing of a train. It's a really cool drawing, but like, you know, it's like a train at night. It's called the Midnight Express. And then there's like three trains in it, but it's like, it's very moody and cool. And you know, the tra- kids love trains. So it's just like, literally like, that was responses. Like, how is this impossible? And that's what you want. And then um, I would, I do live drawings in front of them. So I would basically have them. They say, they say two different animals. I'm like, give me two animals. And they're like a turtle and a rat. And I'm like, all right, we're making a turtle rat. No, just basically draw like a rat with a shell on it. Mm-hmm. And they would just be like, what? <laughs> they would just like lose their mind. And it's not even that good of a drawing. It's like, it's, you know, because you draw in front of them, so you have no time to kind of like figure everything out. You just, right. And you have to go in the moment. If they say like llama and you're like, how does a llama look like? And you're like, oh, I think I can figure it out. So you just kind of figure it out. Uh, and then everyone's like, your kid looks like, that doesn't look like a llama. And you're like, stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so you just kind of wing it but like yeah they they just like they can't even fathom like how good you are and you're just like oh my god how do you even get this big like uh and 
uh, so it's it just it fuels me so much when I get these little like points of validation and uh, you know it's that's been that's been the very very cool thing that I've kind of gotten out of all of this is uh, starting it five years ago like not knowing my path in life and like being like I guess I'm okay with graphic design like this is cool like I'm pretty good at it so I can do it but then uh, just having people being like oh my, like something that has full value in something that I've done which is I've I've built these characters and I've built these people and I've I've started these little like nuggets of insp- like um, creativity that have come out of uh, nothing and then people are just like oh, i love it you know it's not built off of like the backs of you know a company or a thing it's just like hey this cool drawing that i did of this thing and they're like oh my god <laughs> so, um it, it's that's been so much fun is just to know that you're kind of capable of doing these things um and i and i in my head i get excited because I, I always think about what does this look like to me like when i start something it's like yeah i've never drawn this character before or something like that i wonder what that looks like when i draw it and i get excited about that it's like i wonder what that looks like if i draw it um because i never know I, I start with nothing in my head i go like oh you know like, like i guess it'd be this and i don't really know i think that's it and then you know sometimes you get in, into your own, own head and you're like what do I usually do here? <laughs> and then, so I, and um, actually, I was just listening to a podcast with uh, Conan O'Brien and Howard Stern, who in my mind are like kings of industry. Uh, you know, like just, they've been doing this for years. They know how to do it. And I just listened to an hour podcast of them doubting themselves being like, I am a piece of garbage. I'm terrible at this. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know? And so like, even at that level, you still haven't figured it out. You're just, you still think that you haven't gotten it yet. And it's just like, it's just so crazy to think that like that doubt doesn't go away, but that's good that the, that the doubt doesn't go away because you constantly try to better yourself and, you know, evolve to the next level. And, uh, you know, I constantly see myself when I start drawing, you know, you have so much time to kind of look at this piece that you're drawing that you have, t- you have time enough to kind of like float until like, is this going okay? Or is this okay? like, is this good? Or, you know, and then, um, I was actually just thinking about, uh, cause I, I sent something to somebody and they didn't respond back like within an hour. And I was like, is this, did they hate it? <laughs> they probably hate it. Oh, they hate it. And then you get like a, you get an email like an hour later and they're like, Oh my God, we want to tattoo this on our body. We love it. <laughs> you know, like, So you just kind of have, you have to remember that you're, you're your own worst enemy when it comes to that stuff. And if, as long as you're just making stuff up in your head, you might as well just say you're awesome. <laughs> so, and yet, you know, that's all imposter syndrome and so many people have imposter syndrome. In fact, I, I think it's probably safe to say everybody has imposter syndrome. I know. You know, even the people, like you say, that you would think never would doubt themselves. I think we all do. I don't, it's, it's weird. I don't know what that's a mechanism for as far as our brains go. Like it's obviously like a fight or flight or like a survival series or survival, survival series, survival, uh, like instinct or something like that. I just don't know what for <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm really good. You know, back in the day, if you think about like caveman times, it's like back when you're like, uh, cutting a saber tooth tiger open and to, for meat. And it's like, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> I'm probably the worst in the village. It's like, what is that for? Like, why do we have that part? It's just like, but it's, you know, we, we've, I'm sure you've seen it in groups that uh, kind of deal with all that stuff. It's like, um, everybody has it. It's like every single person, unless you're just like, you're this like super confident person who just like literally kicks the door in every time and does that. But like, I can't see that those people, when they get into an alone dark room, they're like, I hope I, I wish I didn't kick that door so hard. They probably all hate me. <laughs> they probably hate when I kick the door open. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, you just have to, 
you have to remember that you're doing it like almost it's like uh you know there's thousands and thousands of children's book like illustrators people have been doing it for 60 years to people who just started and these people are all part of your club and remember like we're all supporting each other we're all doing the same thing we don't actually live in a uh, from what i observed from um my particular genre is uh, everybody is like so supportive of each other. They're like, dude, check this guy's workout. Or, or I love this story or, you know, go, ch-, you know, they, they have a thing on Twitter. It's like a uh, happy book birthday. And every time a book comes out, they're like, happy, you know, happy book birthday. And then everybody is sharing and uh, showing love for like these people that like different publishers and stuff like that. So it's not even specific to the little crew. It's like everywhere. And there's so much love to be put out there. And it's like, um, it's like a rising boat <laughs> with, Oh wait, it's a rising tide lifts all boats yeah. thing. So like everybody's kind of just showing love and putting it out there and uh, like, Oh my God, I read this cool story and I love it so much. Um, there's no reason to not be like that because it's, it's hard. It's hard to, it, I, I think it would be harder to be like mean spirited and like a dick, you know, like it'd be harder to do that. And uh, so it, it'd be so hard to do that when, when you're, you're surrounded by people who are just like showering people with love and being like, well, this guy over here, like you, you hear those stories. And like back in the day, it was like, uh, like Frank Sinatra or something like that. He's like, he was so mean. It's like, why? <laughs> what for? Like, there's so much to be, good. it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't, it doesn't build bridges for sure. Uh, unless you just like enjoy that type of person. But um, for the most part, like, you get, you get floored when people are like, you know, just big old sweethearts and you're like, Oh my God. Like and if people just kind of like go absolutely come in here, you know, like full arms open, uh, you can do all that. So I think it's, I, I've, I mean, it's, it's not part of my nature to be mean spirited anyway. So I always kind of, you know, from kids to adults go like, no way, tell me about your cool story or tell me about, you know, whatever, you know, tell me, uh, Oh, please tell me more is like a, a good phrase that me and my friend <laughs> use, um, you know, like about anything. It's like, Hey, I'm a, you know, a carpenter, it's like, Oh, tell me, tell me something about that. I don't know anything about carpentry. You know, it's, it's just stay as long as you stay interested, stay curious and just, you know, pretend like that person in front of you is probably the most interesting person you've ever met. Uh, sometimes it's hard because <laughs> they're not, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, for the most part, people have a story or something they're telling that's, uh, so it's just treat people with the respect that they want. Everybody wants to feel important. So make that person who's a carpenter feel important. I think I steered away from the question, but <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. But, but now right. I'm thinking, you know, when you're in doing, you know, making a turtle rat with kids, <laughs> I have to think that there are kids who come up to you with something that they've drawn and say, can I show you, you know, my stick figure family or here's a drawing of my dog or whatever. And, I have to think that you must absolutely love that. <laughs> I love it so much. It's my, it, like, actually, after, uh, when I do the presentations, like, these, there's these kids who, like, pop up in the middle of the presentation just to tell me that they're an artist. They're just like, I draw pictures, too. And I was like, awesome. You know, you just go, like, awesome, keep going, you know, keep drawing. You know, they don't have their drawings in front of me, so they can't, like, kind of gush, like, in that way. But so they just kind of can tell me about it. And they're like, oh, can I bring some to you? I was like, absolutely, I'll be here all day. You know, that you kind of you open it up and I, I was able to um, they, somebody had like basically sent me like a little uh, a, le- a letter their kid had drawn. It was like my first piece of fan art or like fan oh, art slash so cool. fan letter from this. Like I think he was like eight or six or something like that. And he was like, can we be friends? I hope we can be friends. And then I wrote him, ba- I wrote him back and like drew a picture for him and stuff like that. It was, it was so cool. Like just, uh, she was like, oh my God, he's so excited to show, like, he wanted you to get this so bad. And uh, I was like, I'm absolutely writing back. And she was like, you don't have to. I was like, no, 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 I'm totally doing it. Uh, so it, it was just, 
It's so neat. To, and it's just so exciting to see kids excited. You know, like I can't, I can't even imagine because I, I didn't meet anybody growing up that was an illustrator. And if I did, they were just like somebody in the, the neighborhood or something like that. Um, but then, uh, you know, it was one cool thing that happened when I started doing all this is one girl or one guy uh, that I used to like basically idolize as a kid when he bought a poster from me. Uh, just somebody local. He was just like, "Hey, can I get that Spider-Man poster? That's really, really cool." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I was like, I just want to let you know, this is like a really big deal for me." <laughs> like, I know that I was like kind of friends with him at this point. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't, but I was just like, it was cool to kind of get that little bit of validation based off of like things that I've tried to kind of build over time. Um, so it's like a little nugget of like, like, okay, I'm kind of doing it right, you know. Even if this guy isn't like, you know, a top, you know, doesn't work at like Marvel or DC or uh, you know, and it kind of published the thing he just kind of like was the guy that i idolized growing up and thought he did like really really cool work um just to kind of see that kind of like pan out in a way where i was like cool awesome <laughs> like i feel like kind of validated here and i've i'm just slowly feeling validated there and it's just like finding little things um but uh, yeah <laughs> so how does all of that work into how you relate to and, and encourage your own kids uh okay so basically i i try to absorb everything i can from them they they always come up with they, what i always say is that kids always have better ideas than me like no matter what or just anybody like they'll think of, just, they don't have they don't have any baggage with the things mm-hmm. they're thinking about uh, they're just like this here's the thing <laughs> you're like okay and so i always kind of take that in and go like okay uh i always try to absorb as much of that as possible um and then like yeah, my son always think of something that like i like think is like super interesting can like build on uh i can't remember there was like something i was doing where i was drawing something and i couldn't figure it out uh, it was on uh inktober and it, the there's like there's word prompts every day so it's like you know and one of them was angular and i was like and you have to think of a drawing based off of that word and i was like i don't even know what to draw today and my son was like He's like, oh, why don't you do like a fight between circles and triangles? And I'm like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, so I did, like, and then we just kind of like built the drawing together. And uh, so that was like a cool little like um, th- thing. So it's just, they're just, they have no baggage. They're just like, oh, I'm, what are you building? It's like, I'm building a train. It's like, okay, cool. It's like, what are you building now? It's like, I'm building, you know, it's a skyscraper with, you know, little things off of it and things like that. So they don't have any, like, if I was like build something out of Legos, I'd be like, oh, I'm this. I should collect all the gray pieces. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe yeah. the red ones too. <laughs> you know, like you just you you're constantly thinking about like I hope you know hope somebody walks in and watch sees this cool thing that I made. It's like no, just just make something, just create something. Um, so I always kind of keep that in mind uh, when I start doing character design or anything. If I you know if I'm drawing for fun, fun especially just to kind of be like, no one cares what I'm drawing. No one's looking at this. This is just for me. Um, so I, I, yeah, I always keep it in mind and always. Uh, work to kind of keep myself in that mode of like, uh, even when it comes down to like, um, the way I used to work, which was, uh, you know, out of my, out of my kitchen when my wife was out of town or uh, like uh, out for the night or something like that. Uh, try to bring myself back to that point where it's like, no one's going to look at this. This is just something I'm drawing for me that I'm going to post on Facebook and they're going to you know, like it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm also in the playroom. So <laughs> this is my fault. For- <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's it, I just always remember like keep a keep like a almost like a, a touchstone when it comes to like where you started and where you want to kind of stay because I always want to stay in that that area of being uh, just just like a little kid, okay? And hey. <laughs> Okay, I love you. 
They're so cute. I love They're them. They're so cute. It's kind of ironic, I'm thinking, that, you know, here we are talking about all of this little kid energy and just do things. And in the, in the background, you hear like shuffling help Legos. Sort of awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like it's, it's just it's it's funny there's like i'm like don't come down here and they're like okay and then they're like we're coming down here <laughs> Which is, of you know, course it, it's fine if you're fine with it i'm fine with it it's fine <laughs> it's like they're not singing it's like, <laughs> we're gonna put on frozen be like great um i said not to <laughs> yeah this is uh this is 90 you know I, I work at night like i said when they go to bed and i i've tried on numerous occasions to like do the like working while they're awake thing and it's just it never pans out like i'm <laughs> i'm half invested so i've just i've given up on it altogether i think it's you know they're, they're in an age where like they're almost at the like i got it dad don't worry about it but like mm-hmm. um you know like, she's only four but she's pretty um she's a go-getter as long as she doesn't need like me to open the garage or something she's just like she's like i'm just riding my bike around like, <laughs> i'll be like where are you she's like i'm just doing this thing you know <laughs> and my cool. son's like eight so he's good to go <laughs> so it's fun. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, they're they're inspirations, and they're you know they're, they they always kind of keep you on your toes, you know, which is yeah, which is what helps me. It helps me grow when I kind of know I have like a I have someone that's like counting on me and like working really hard to like just do the just constantly like grow and build and do stuff. So um, I don't know. It's it's, it's fun being a dad. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> Should be right. <laughs> yeah, right. If I was just like every day is a complete nightmare, and I want to, yeah, Oh yeah, I get so excited when I, I get, I get, especially when I get to interact with like kids and stuff like that. Just like knowing, like, like, I think it's really cool when they show me their art, and I get when I get excited, they get excited too. They do this yeah. thing where they'll just kind of like pop up. They'll, they'll almost be. It's like the the face they make is the like really. Like, you know, like, this is really cool. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I like start talking about like, like we did here, like we did here. And, uh, uh I think I, I just had a, I just had a gallery show and these, um, these kids would, there was like a drawing class, like afterwards. So they would come into the gallery because it's a working gallery. So basically mm-hmm. it was like drawing while they were, I was there and they would come in and be like, Oh, I like this, whatever. And like the mom would be with them. And then the mom would basically be like, Hey, show me your work. And be like, okay. Uh, or they'd be like, oh, they would be like, okay, I'd be like, oh, show me your work, and they they would be like, well, uh, the kid would be really standoffish, and he would be like, he'd kind of like slowly hand me their sketchbook, like, but very re- reluctantly, and I would open it up and be like, oh man, mm-hmm. like this looks exactly like how I used to draw when I was your age, and they'd be like, really, and they'd be like, well, there's another paycheck after that, and, you know, like they would slowly like, you'd basically like. Uh, just like finesse them a little bit where they kind of like start opening their sketchbook a little more and be a little more open mm-hmm. to that. Cause I, I know that like when I had sketchbooks and stuff like that, people were like, Oh, can I see that? And I'm like, yeah, but don't look at page five, six or eight or not. <laughs> They're just like, not sketchbook is a sketchbook <laughs> because you're kind of like fixing stuff and working stuff out or you kind of like half draw things. And you're like, I guess this is what this head looks like. And you're like, this is terrible. And you switch the page. Um, so every time people look at my sketchbook, I'd be like, Ooh, it's just, it's mostly terrible. Um, you know, but people are like, Oh, this is the coolest thing ever. You're like, no. And then, um, but yeah, it would be it'd be nice to kind of like uh, just kind of spark them up, and they'd be like, "Oh, you know." And uh, like like I said before, like it's just uh, having that like little bit of validation as a kid. It's it can almost like be that can be your touchstone of like like uh, like I don't think I'm a good artist, but one time I met this guy, and he said that he really liked my art, and maybe that's maybe that's what it is. And, you know, maybe maybe I am a good artist because this guy said I was a good artist. I just want to be like that kind of like touchstone for people where like like don't worry, you can you can keep going. Um, 
you know, or just like some sort of point of inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I think that we don't realize how much power we have, especially mm-hmm. with kids, to encourage or if we don't do it right, mm-hmm. discourage. You know, I mean, that kind of thing can be the difference between a kid who keeps drawing and a kid who never touches yeah. a pencil again. I mean, absolutely. There's just, I, I had the first piece I ever sold was when I was, uh, I think I was 10 years old and I drew all the weasels from, uh, who from Roger Rabbit and I was drawing them in a, a doctor's office. And, uh, the lady was like, this is so good. Can I buy this from you? And I was just like, what? And she's like, I'll give you a dollar. She gave me a dollar for my drawing. And it was like the first, obviously the first time I ever sold a piece. <laughs> uh, so when I was yeah. like nine years old, so that was like super, super cool. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember everybody in the waiting room, like gushing over the drawing that I did. And I was just like, thanks. You know, like <laughs> I thought it was really, really cool. And um, it, so I always think about that in a way, you know, in some sort of capacity, I go like, okay, okay, that's cool. Um, you know, like maybe I have it, <laughs> you know, and especially in those like years where I, where I kind yeah. of like fell off a bit and like kind of, you know, drifted in and out of illustration. Um, the cool thing about it is it's always available. Like, um, especially with like writing and things like that, like those things, they basically like, you can always like write something and you you need no budget to sit there with your pen, like your typewriter yeah. or, you know, whatever your phone or your, um, your laptop. There's all you need is like, if it's a laptop, a power source, if it's a, uh, if it's something else, you just, just write it out. It's really cool. So, uh, yep. Yeah. I don't know. Is uh, it's, it's fun. I, I just, I, I, I can't believe that I'm here right now. Like uh, even just the, this moment right here, just I, I'm doing a podcast with you because of something I created. I mean, it, it basically from a decision that I made randomly on a Thursday night when my wife left for the night, uh, got me to creating a book that's in target and booksellers and, you know, like all these different outlets uh, is like a A to B point that I could not even fathom about six years ago you know it's just like uh it's like no that's not where i'm you know like you don't know where your path's going you just kind of go like well hopefully i'll get a job here you know like at some whatever place and then uh to have this whole whole arc that just shifted the trajectory of my life to a different spot it's like you never know where it's going to kind of go like even just like the commissions for families like that wasn't even in the cards at all that is just like a thing that happened and uh so it's it's really cool that i was able to kind of like shift this whole boat to a, a cool zone um so yeah I, I i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling good about this whole thing and it, the coolest thing about it is like eventually at some point there's going to be like uh you know like something different that's going to come along and i don't even know what that is like it's it's so cool to not know it'd be mm-hmm. nice to know a little bit but <laughs> you know just to kind of have some sort of sense of timing um but you can't do that with anything so it's like why try to like figure yeah. out what you know, I don't know if my ship, my ship's going north, south, east, or west. Uh, you know, but I can, I can, I can just do what I can work on right now. I can, I can go piece to piece. I know that I have to do, I have to finish a four-piece illustration set, and uh, that's due today. So, I, you know, I got to do that, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the day after that, I have to do a commission for a little girl uh, that is very beloved, who's a superhero and stuff like that. And also, I mean, I get to, go, I get to do things that I, I am so honored to do. Um, that I would have never expected like this little girl. Uh, this is like a really sad story. So I don't mean to come to completely down to the level, but uh, she, she has like this form of cancer and uh, she's like this very inspirational girl. Who's just like, I want to do this and this, and I'm a superhero. And she says she has superhero blood and stuff like that. She has to get like a, I think, I don't know. It's a rare blood disease. 
sorry. Uh, and she's going to pass away soon. And they basically wanted a piece to kind of like show her spirit, like basically like the, what she is like her, what is she actually like uh, as a, as a little girl, which is an inspiration and like a superhero. Like, like I said, she says she has superhero blood. Um, and they want a piece so they can remember her after she passed away. And I'm just like, oh my God. For, uh, not only is that heartbreaking, but it's like such an honor to be wow. like, kind of like tasked with this thing that they can kind of like touchstone to and be like, you know, this is our little girl. Like this is who she really was and kind of like show her spirit in a way. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's very, very sad. And it, like, it's, it, once I started, I mean, it, just doing like the grabbing the pictures from it, trying to get some references and stuff like that was unbelievably sad and just like tear inducing but um you know and once i start doing the drawing i know it'll be even more so just because you you know you always project into that and you go like oh what I can't, you, right. know, you can't i can't even fathom like having that kind of like issue um it just being like i know that someday this will kind of come to an end and i won't see this little girl anymore but you know i just kind of gathering all those little moments um but uh yeah I, I just i can't believe that i'm able to kind of do these do that specifically and be like um, I think there's a couple things that I've done like that, but I have these like really, really sad backstories and I just try to do whatever I can with them and uh, really take, handle them as like tenderly as I can and uh, really show it in a way that they really wanted and not, um, not, I don't know, there's, you know, I get to kind of honor people's like grandparents that passed away or their moms or dads or, you know, it, you know, now this little, little, little child. Um, so it's, it's, it's unbelievable just being able, you know, people's kind of go to is like, I thought of you first when I was thinking about doing this because I saw that piece you did and uh, I really, you know, they would really appreciate it. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's so, amazing. Yeah, so that's just like another path that you never think it's going to be part of anything. But uh, yeah, you know, me as a little kid who liked to uh, spawn growing up and it was just like, yeah, for fire. Eggs, <laughs> now, now, now. You know, you just kind of like, and then you're they're like, Hey, could you draw this really sweet picture of a little girl who loves that, you know, dolphins? I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> There's tears streaming down your face. <laughs> this, yeah. This is magical. Um, yeah. So it's just like a nice little growing path of uh, your, your thing that eventually you slowly start figuring out who you are. And, you know, I guess it's like anybody's journey, you know, you're like, it's like my, uh, my trail path or what's it called the, when you go to australia <laughs> and you like walk the path out back walkabout. walkabout it's my walkabout <laughs> it's just like all these little illustrations it's little nuggets of illustrations that i do throughout my my time on this earth <laughs> so i'll figure it out eventually that's fantastic though <laughs> it really it really is i love i love all of this and including the fact that your kids are playing and I think it's time to let you get back to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm currently being <laughs> hugged by one. So it's, it's, you, you are. <laughs> thank you so much for taking this time to talk problem. to me. This has Absolutely. Been really it, was, it was so much fun. I mean, like, you know, I, I my, all my rambling was, uh, <laughs> okay. Here. Oh yeah. Point. Um, but yeah, just, just keep, keep going. Listen to the kids. They know what they're doing. Even if you do like things that have nothing to do with kids, they usually have, um, <laughs> pretty cool insights uh, to stuff. <laughs> And, uh, you know, my, my daughter's hugging a kitty. So, you know, yep. there's, a, there's a whole lot of things. Yeah, look, there you go. When all else fails, no, hug there's the kitty. so many things you can do with that. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> currently kicking her away. So there's something with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just just create. That's all. That's my one thing I always tell people. Just keep creating. Create something that you love. Even Or just create something. Just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, or just say hi to a cat. There you go. My daughter's holding up. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. No go oh, have fun with your kids. Absolutely, I will. It's a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't doubt All that. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. That's our show. Thanks so much to Dave Spencer and to you for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend. You can find show notes, the six creative beliefs that are screwing you up, and more at fycuriosity.com. I'd also love for you to join the conversation on Instagram. You'll find me at fycuriosity. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. See you next time.